my greater goal is to help impress upon my children who Jesus is and what is God's plan for sending him. What is Satan's lie to keep us from knowing Jesus and what is our right response to him? Life as a mom can be really hard and it can seem like we have nothing left to pour out. I'm Tina and I'm here to tell you that you're not alone. Join me every week as we talk about God's purpose in our marriage and motherhood. Though at times those feelings of inadequacy can be overwhelming, there is so much joy to be had in the ordinary if we just take a few moments to find it. so blessed to talk to Barbara Riach on today's episode. Barbara's passion to serve Christ is so apparent, and she has dedicated her ministry to equip parents, grandparents, and teachers to present biblical truth to children. I hope you are as encouraged by our chat as I was. Barbara, it is so good to have you here on the podcast. I was wondering if we could start off with you introducing yourself and sharing with us a little bit about what you do. Well, Tina, it is just a thrill for me to be here with you, and I've been looking forward to this, and it's always a delight to talk with uh, families about their discipleship of their kids, and, and really and truly... Through the years, I am just more and more thrilled to see how the great truths of the gospel change kids' lives. I mean, God really is working. And so what I love to do is give parents, uh, grandparents, teachers uh, tools to disciple the next generation. I just really want every parent and teacher to know that God's word has the power to enable their children to discover the joy of loving him. And that really started for me when I lived overseas. I learned a new way that God's word can reach children in every situation. I noticed that um, no matter what reasons people think they cannot do this, that they can, that it's that it's God's word and the power of his word and his Holy Spirit that uh, works in kids' hearts around the world. And I've seen it in on every continent that whatever the challenge, God has given the parents the privilege and the power to reach their children with the transforming truth of his word. So for many years, I taught Bible study fellowship classes. I don't know if you're familiar with BSF or not. When we were teaching BSF classes in South Africa, my children, my grandchildren began to, to come on the scene and they were far away. And I began to think, oh my goodness, 10,000 miles is a long way for a grandmother to be away from her grandchildren. How can I impress upon them the most important thing to me? And so that's when I began to write Bible studies for them to just kind of bridge the distance and after we returned to the United States, um, I was asked to take the position of the children's 
division head at Bible Study Fellowship International in San Antonio, Texas. So that's where it it just began to develop uh, in writing materials and speaking to people uh, around the, the globe to encourage them in discipling their children. And now you're in Minnesota. Yes, now we're here in Minnesota and we are uh, discipling our grandchildren here in many ways. In fact, we were just with them last night and uh, we're studying Matthew together this year. And so each week when we're with them, we just take about 30 minutes to go through a chapter of the Bible and do questions that are geared for their age and spiritual development. It's a lot of fun. Now, we're already starting to look forward towards the next holiday, which Mm -hmm. coming up for us here is Easter. Mm -hmm. And like other moms who might be listening now, I have the best intentions and big goals for using these holidays, which are already focused on Christ, to be perfectly utilized to train our children. Mm -hmm. But I don't always know where to start or... Mm. I think that it has to take a lot of time and dedication. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I might think that I don't know how to speak these deep biblical truths Mm -hmm. in a way that my children would understand. But Mm -hmm. once I finally try, they seem to understand quite a bit. You've written several children's books for devotional purposes, but you wrote here this one, A Jesus Easter Exploring God's Amazing Rescue Plan. How can a book like this be helpful for a family going into the Easter season? Primarily, I think our motivating reason is that God really does instruct us to do this. And not only does God give us commands like he does in Deuteronomy 6 to speak about him in whatever opportunity we have in a given day, but he promises to equip us for these things. He doesn't just say, here's the book, go to it, and I'll check back with you later. He gives us his Holy Spirit. He gives us the power of his word. What we find when we step in to his commands, like Deuteronomy 6, like Psalm 78, verses 4 through 7, we find that it's not only uh, a command, but it's a promise. It's a promise for his equipping and for his spirit filling to do the transformational work in our children's hearts. And it's funny thing is, Tina, it's not just for our children, it's really for us. So it, it is an amazing calling that God has given us. But but I really resonate with what you said about feeling ill-equipped for this. Um, who hasn't uh, come to this and thought, oh my goodness, what do I do next? And I was there, my husband and I were there many years ago where we became Christians as adults and And our children, our oldest son was two when we received Christ, and we knew we needed help. Uh, We didn't really know anybody who had discipled their kids, but we just felt, I'm sure it was God's prompting, that this was something we needed to do. If we were going to teach our kids about other things to set them up for life, 
we needed to also teach them about the truths of God, God's word. So we needed help. We searched for help. And to tell you the truth, we didn't find a lot of help. So I, it became a passion for me to write tools, gospel-centered tools, uh, to disciple my children. And now I just love to equip parents for this calling that God has given them. Because really, God has made parents the most important influencers in their child's faith. And um, and he just doesn't leave them floundering uh, in that. But it helps to have just a few simple tools to find out how to teach his word in a way that it doesn't come across as a moralistic mandate mm. so much as a truth that will transform their hearts and then their lives and give them solid hope for the future. So I thought, I think most parents want their kids to behave and there's nothing wrong with that. But what we want them to understand primarily is that it's their heart that God is after. And so just help give parents some tools in speaking his truth in such a way as to emphasize the heart issues and then hopefully discuss them. Holidays are a great time for for this. And so that's why the church calendar comes in to good use and why devotions, especially at Christmas and Easter, uh, are perfect time to pour into our children the deep truths about God and his great love. When our boys were even smaller than they are now, just mm-hmm. little, um, and they'd be running around the house and just terrorizing everything, I told myself, well, there's no way that I could sit down and actually explain anything to them. The idea of of starting family devotions, I wanted to do it, mm-hmm. but I didn't exactly know how to do it and if it would even be possible. Something that I really like so far while looking through this book and have been encouraged in and realized even more how wrong I was, is that even littles can follow along and and keep their attention. Um, I know I was listening to another interview that you had done on a podcast, and you were talking about some tips for mm. keeping your littles attention. Would you mind sharing those here as well? (laughs) Well, I'd love to because, you know, in any given family, we have kids of all ages, probably, but we start somewhere, don't we? And at, at some time, like when my kids were little, it was really when they were three and four that we realized, boy, that's when we need to start, probably even younger. But it's just so simple to think that if we have a two-year-old, we're going to maybe spend two minutes. If we have a five-year-old, we're going to shoot for maybe five minutes. And and on from there, just uh, paying particular attention to our child's attention span and their a desire for more. We want to make it readily accessible to them at whatever age and stage they are. As far as tips go, well, first of all, don't we parents and grandparents need to pray for ourselves to be excited about this to and, and to 
even get into it when we're not feeling particularly excited, um, but that God will pull us along uh, to make it a priority. And then as we try to instill it as a habit in our family, that eventually it'll pull us along to take us to that place of loving it. <laughs> that, that's what we're going to pray for. Now, and if there are wiggles and squirming, then we're going to cut right to the chase. We're going to, there's a bold truth in every day, one day in particular I'm looking at right now, Jesus holds on to us forever. If I have a, a three-year-old or a four-year-old, I'm going to always start with the scripture and I'm going to hold out God's word and help my children to know that this is God's word. Every word in it is true. And so establish a, um, a, a special time that we're going to get out God's book. And this isn't just a like any other book. This is God's word. It's like a letter that he's written to us so that we will know him and love him. You just establish those kinds of broad principles. And then you read as many of the verses as you can. Each day in a Jesus Easter, there's maybe five, six verses uh, from the gospel story that we're looking at. And by the way, that's the entire Bible. The entire Bible is the gospel, the story of Jesus. So um, we look at all parts of, of the scripture. But would, we're going to, if I have a wiggly, squirmy child, I might just read two verses. And then I might read a little bit of the story that accompanies it to explain some of the deeper theological truths. But if I still see even more wiggling, I'm just going to go straight to the bold truth. Jesus holds on to us forever. Now, one, one more uh, tip that I think is very helpful has to do with the journaling page. And if you have littles who just need to be active throughout this time, but say you have older children too, and they're very drawn into the, the entirety of the, say, 10-minute time. They want to take advantage of 10 minutes with, in God's word and his truth. <clears throat> well, you get the journaling page out right away for your littles, and you have them start drawing what they hear you saying. It's just a very helpful practice that you're helping them to um, pay attention to what the Holy Spirit is teaching them. And, and the Holy Spirit just kind of supersizes God's truth in their hearts as they journal. Your older ones can do that as well. But I think that's a great little tip. So you said 10 minutes. I, uh, in thinking through what family devotions look like, for some reason I had in my mind as when we had our our newborns and toddlers, for some reason, I was thinking we're doing a mini sermonette. You know, we've got, <laughs> yeah. you know, but yeah. I, I didn't exactly know what that looked like, but it doesn't need to be long and it doesn't need to be super intense. Um, I, I love how, how you just made it so simple. And I just, I realized, oh goodness, I make everything so much more complicated and overthink things, don't I? 
because you you have the the few verses you have a small section of story and then you have the thought questions and that's giving our boys a chance to talk which they love to do and um and the the questions are also divided up by age and understanding perhaps and mm-hmm. i love that too what are a few of the important elements of easter that we as parents should be emphasizing? I love this question. I think it's a good one because if we really want to maximize our time with our kids, what are the main things we need to teach them? It's funny as parents, when we don't, you know, we we tend to teach them the same things over and over again, and we might be teaching them either too much, as you said, giving them the full sermon, dumping on them everything we know about a particular theological truth, or we give them too little and they stay at a very superficial place. So we we want to find that right place where we're uh, sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading and maximizing our words and our concepts with them so that we are growing them, steadily growing them in their understanding of who God is and the truth of his word. So a Jesus Easter is going to help your family grasp the wonder of God and his plan for Easter, which is really the gospel, right? So Easter, I'm going to give you four ways that a Jesus Easter will help you. And the first one being that Easter answers the question, who is Jesus? This is what you want your children to understand. And um, Easter will do that. My hope is that as parents use a Jesus Easter, they and their children will begin to see how right from the beginning pages of the Bible all throughout Easter has always been part of God's amazing plan for his people. And Easter shows us that Jesus is the rescuer that God promised all throughout the Old Testament. You know, we're we're going to look at Moses, Noah, King David, and others and see that Jesus is the rescuer that they all pointed to that God always promised for his people. And what your family will learn is that Jesus is the only one who can rescue God's family from their greatest enemy. So Easter is going to uh, show your family who Jesus is. And it's so much more than the, the beautiful little songs than they sing. We want them to see Jesus throughout the entire Bible. Secondly, Easter answers the question, why did God send Jesus to us? Okay, mm-hmm. we know who Jesus is, but why why did God send him? Easter tells us that Jesus came to give God's people what sin had stolen from us. Jesus um he came to deal with God's right anger against sin, and Jesus keeps everyone who trusts in him safe with God forever. That's why God sent Jesus to us. So a Jesus Easter is going to help your children grasp that great truth that even before creation, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit 
lovingly planned to make a beautiful family. And that's a quote right from a Jesus Easter. God sent Jesus so our children can become God's children and know him as their own dear father and live with him forever. So Easter tells your children why God sent Jesus. Easter thirdly answers the question, what lies does Satan want us to believe? And and this is this is a unique piece to uh, a Jesus Easter and a Jesus Christmas that we we know who Jesus is, we know God's plan for sending Jesus, and we also learn that right from the very beginning, Satan has tried to tempt us not to believe. And so each day, your child, your family will discover a lie that Satan wants us to believe and keep us from trusting God. And Easter teaches us that Jesus triumphed over Satan at the cross and also teaches us how Jesus' victory can become our victory too. And so my prayer is that parents uh, in the Holy Spirit's power will be able to help their kids identify Satan's lies and um, see how cultural trends can also be just um, helping us to think along the ways of the world when we could be blessed and in awe and wonder with God's triumph in our lives. The, The lies around us every day include things like true happiness comes through what you have and do. And if God loved us, why would he let bad things happen to us? Or lies like the Bible is just a lot of different stories. It doesn't really have a purpose and it's confusing. These are all ways that Satan tries to undermine the truth of God in us. So Easter is a powerful time to show our kids that God's word is more powerful than Satan's lies. And, and fourthly, Tina, Jesus, uh, Easter answers the question, what is our right response to Jesus? And herein lies the part that you spoke of with your discussion with your sons. That's so exciting that they're, they're eager to uh, talk with you about these truths because uh, it is you know, we, we give them this truth to soak in their minds and hearts, but when they are processing it, they're going to want to share it and speak about it. And that's, that's part of their right response. So we have questions in a Jesus Easter that help parents go to the heart with the truth of this lesson. Uh, to help your kids discover how God's word really intersects with their lives. It's not just something um, that they're believing about, but they are believing in their hearts and responding with their lives. So I think um, parents are going to find that these devotions will impact their children's hearts and lives and their own hearts and lives. I hope that the simple words, uh, teaching deep theological truths will impact the entire family. The questions have been really good because then 
they have to take a moment and personalize and think through what does that mean? How does this look for us? Mm-hmm. Um, our youngest, the five-year-old, he gets all excited when when I pull the book out because he says, oh, it's our fighting sin book. And I'm like, it is oh, our fighting sin book. That's <laughs> great. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> oh. uh, thinking about Easter, when I first saw this book was coming out, it kind of caught me off guard a little bit because I, you know, I'm going through life and then Palm Sunday is coming. (laughs) I need to prep the boys. Let's, let's start getting our minds wrapped around Easter Mm because Easter is coming. And, you know, I, I want them to be thinking about it throughout this week, leading up to it in a week. Uh, I've, I've thought of Christmas things and I've done Advent things for the month leading up to Christmas, but for some reason, the month leading up to Easter, it just blew my mind a little bit. Like, of course we can do something leading up to Easter. Why wouldn't we? But is this something that we could even use outside the Easter season? Because if anyone is like me, you might have all the best intentions and forget to order it in time or forget to pull it out in time. Uh, Would you, could you see this as being something we could use any time of the year? Well, in answer to your question, absolutely. But I also want to say that I think your challenge is common to us all. As you said, we have, you know, Advent and it's so clearly delineated for us. We, you know, we know that when December 1st comes, that's when we start or the week before. And so Lent, the Lenten season isn't quite as established unless you're in a church that uses the um, church calendar, goes along with the church calendar as well. And that's a little bit more of a help, but Easter changes dates every year. So yeah, I'm not surprised that so many of us are challenged. And if anybody has any good ideas about (laughs) reminding people when to start, I'm all for it. But to your point, this book can be used at any time of year. And um, by the way, it's, it's just being released um, February 1st, but it can be used right now really and truly. And I believe the further ahead that we use it, uh, it will prepare our kids to go to church and absorb the truths that are being taught in Sunday school and sermon, um, really all throughout their Christian experience. So um, again, the the things that you're going to hear highlighted that a Jesus Easter teaches children is that the Bible tells one story of God's plan for sending Jesus. And the Bible tells us this story right from the beginning in Genesis. And a Jesus Easter is really simply biblical theology at a level that a child can grasp. And so studying studying God's God's word word is, is not, not a formula, a formula for, for your child's salvation, salvation or a work, work that, that you do to save your, your child, but, but studying God's, God's word feeds your, your children. children. And, and it's, it's God's, God's food for, for their, their souls. souls. It's, it's, it's God's, God's food, food for, for you too. too. 
And we know the scripture tells us that faith comes from hearing the word of God and faith grows by hearing the word of God. So we as a family and your listeners are included in this, we are, we are working toward a setting this time aside with our family as a new habit, either establishing one or continuing on with one that's already been established or finding that new rhythm that we can have uh, to be consistent, be consistent with our kids in the truth of God's word and not give up when, when we lag behind um, or lapse, but try to keep moving forward with the kids. So can this Uh, Jesus Easter be used outside of Easter season? Absolutely. Pick it up anytime and use it as a tool to establish your family in this new wonderful habit that's going to become the desire of their heart eventually. And that is to be fed by the truth of God's word. When you sat down and began working on this study and thinking through everything, Was there anything that really stuck out to you or anything that you learned or understood differently in doing this study? Uh, Absolutely. I have, um, I've learned that the storyline of God's plan for me and his people, it never grows old. I never exhaust my own, um, understanding and joy in coming to God in his word. And, and I've learned that the work that God gives me to do is not just for others. It's for my own heart too. The, the research that I needed to do to write this, uh, book was so, um, filling for me in my heart to, to read Tim Keller's, um, book on the resurrection last Easter was, just one of the biggest gifts to me as I went through the scriptures and laid out this plan. So I've, I've learned that God's spirit never stops giving joy in the work that he calls us to do. And I never grow tired of seeing children discover the joy of loving God either. It's, it's thrilling. They don't always look like they're (laughs) taking it in. They don't always sound eager to sit down and approach God's word. But we can rest assured as parents and grandparents that God is at work doing more than we could ever think to ask or imagine. Yeah, I know the passage where God's word does not return void. <laughs> and and I know all of God's word is true, but sometimes I wonder if it's getting anywhere. But it, But then they'll come back and they'll spout off something and they were listening. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Also, they spout off other things. And I'm like, oh, they were listening. <laughs> well, That's mom right. is working on this too. Uh, uh-huh. They are, um, they're a mirror. They are, mm-hmm. this is a side note. They are a mirror to what's happening here in my heart they too. They are. Yeah. They are. Absolutely. And yet years from now, you will find that your children will just remember the high points. It's, it'll be amazing. And they'll say things like, oh, my parents, when Easter came, my parents 
always did this. My parents always had us read the scripture. It's funny how they just attribute. I mean, you can even do it just for like a week, but they will attribute it that you always did it. So I would just say, you know, as a young parent, try to keep the long view in mind, trusting again, that God is doing great things in your children's hearts that you might not know about for years to come. Talking about traditions and what you always did, do you have any favorite traditions or ways that you would draw your children into Easter? Well, I love uh, traditions and I've tried a number of them through the years. Um, We love to color eggs. We have special recipes that we have this time of year. Certainly family gatherings come to mind. And here in Minnesota, you know, spring is a big deal. So I love to get spring bulbs blooming in my house. These are all things that remind me of the rhythm of of the year and what God is trying to teach me through his creation, meaning eggs and spring bulbs, new life. Uh, those things are easy connects to the, to the truth of the resurrection. I can easily become overwhelmed with traditions, <laughs> and I can easily find that I'm spending more time on what I think will be a a lasting memory that certainly will bind our family together perhaps in the future. And and that is a worthwhile goal. But my higher purpose, my greater goal is to help impress upon my children who Jesus is and what is God's plan for sending him? What is Satan's lie to keep us from knowing Jesus? And what is our right response to him? And if that is my higher purpose, knowing myself and my limited time and energy, I need to keep the other traditions simple and save time and energy and attention span for what I know will have the greatest impact and eternal impact. Mm-hmm. And that's God's word. That's so good because I can all too easily find all these wonderful ideas that so-and-so or so-and-so that they come up with and, Mm -hmm. oh, I should do that too. And then I can easily lose the focus. So thank you for that reminder. I have been so blessed by this conversation and I'm just so thankful for you and for the ministry and the impact you've already had in our family. Thank you, Tina. It's been a delight to be with you today. If any of the listeners would like to find out more about your ministry, where is a good place to find you? I would say my website, uh, which is barbarareoch.com. Okay. And there will be everything you've ever wanted to know right there. (laughs) And I can go ahead and put a link to that in the show notes. Great. And include a link to your latest book, A Jesus Easter. 